Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 110, I can't believe wow. it, of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson from Coldesi. And this is Mark Vila um, from various companies. Um, <laughs> from Coldesi. Coldesi being the one I really want to focus on. Yeah, and uh, this, is, this, is, this is like we should make a point of this for a while yeah. when we introduce the podcast to explain to people that Col- Coleman & Company used to be a separate corporation back yeah. in the day. It was always tied to Coldesi, uh, but now it's not. It is the e-commerce arm among other things, of the yeah, Coldesi company. and it's been like that for a while. We yeah. just don't really talk about it We don't talk it about it. It's in the logos and, and something. And you're like gonna that. you're going to see that on the Coleman & Company site pretty soon is the kind of the blend. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you call Coleman & Company, they're going to answer Coldesi. Mm-hmm. When you see an invoice now, you already see Coldesi. Yeah, we'll so, see you know. these things coming more and more emerging. And you'll run into this with your business, too. Yeah. As you grow, grow through different stages of your business. <sighs> One of the things that might be happening in your business is you might merge with another company or something like that, and you're going to have to figure out how do we not make it confusing. So with all of that and talking about that, we're going to talk about the five stages of small business growth. Yeah, and and we're also going to mention the fact that that is the best segue I have ever ever experienced in the podcast. So So, um, with – and I want to say something about the title here. Yeah. I added the word small business growth in there yes. because it just seems like whenever we say the word small business, it feels more comfortable for our customer. Right. But this is really about you taking your small business and making it a big business too. Yeah, and, and so, how to recognize where you are along yeah. the way. Yeah, so tell, why don't you give us a mini intro on what this means? Well, I mean, first of all, I just want to point out that, that we got this idea from an article in Harvard Business Review. Mm-hmm. And if you've never read Harvard Business Review online, um, you might want to take a look. Mm-hmm. It can be really deep and really highbrow kind of kind of stuff. There's a lot of data, um, but uh, there are some stuff in there that they make uh, very understandable. And we get a lot of inspiration for our business and for podcasts from there. Yeah, and um, it's one of the things that you know. In I find that a lot of the articles there are they're hard to relate. If it to um, if it's not like a corporate business world type of stuff, yes. which is typically what you listening are not. You know, right. you're, you're a small. Business. It's it's very Harvardish. Yeah, yeah. When you read it, but when you read this stuff, it kind of ties into our previous episode about thinking like a big business. Yeah, is that. Um, you and us and so many, you know, so many other people can learn from what these big businesses do because they have to perfect every stage across the way. Yeah. Every stage, every step, they have to perfect it. Otherwise, you know, they'll crash, you know? Yeah. So it's like, uh, it's like Titanic, you know, that ship is so huge. Um, and yeah. the reason why you don't hear about any huge giant ships crashing now is because there's so many things they put into place to make them safe. Right. And make them good. And uh, where you will hear about, you know, somebody's little tiny sailboat going under the water. Yeah. That's that's a good you know, that's huh. a good analogy. Uh, so we're going to help you go navigate through these stages, yeah. what they are, and then you determine which stage is where 
um, where you are now and where you want to be next. Yeah, and if you want the highbrow version of this, we're going to listen. We're going to link to the Harvard Business Review article, so you can look at the charts that I could not understand. Yeah, I, I didn't could understand, not understand the charts it. either. But we're, we've put together the stages here in a way that I, that we really know. I was going to say feel and think, but we no, really no, we know, know this is how it relates to um, our customers, yeah. people like you. Um, uh, small apparel businesses and businesses that go from startup to maybe you know a reasonable size where they've got twenty or forty or hundred employees. Yeah, this this fits from from all the stages. So it, it's true. So stage one is existence. Existence. And this is the existential question: yeah. um, Are you are you really in business, and can you be? Yes, and and what this means is really from like the um, the highbrow you know kind of uh, viewpoint on yeah. this is. Can you get customers? Can you and can you deliver a product that product to those customers? Right, right. So, um, if you were, if you wanted to be in business of, oh, I'm going to design um, apps for phones, right? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how to program. Right. I don't know. I don't. I don't do that. You know. So if I say I'm going to start a business by myself or I'm going to make apps, um, I'm not even in stage one. Because I can't even make it. Right, you're not in. Uh, you're not in existence yeah. yet. So uh, stage one is about, um, you know, w uh, possibly what equipment you're going to work with. Yeah. You know, how are you going to make the deliver? What kind of niche? Yep. Are you going to sell to? Um, and and can you and can you do those things? So are you able to? If you know, if you're if you're in the wedding marketplace, you know, or that's where you want to be, mm -hmm. can you can you access those potential customers? And can you actually make or resell? A product that they would enjoy. Yeah. Do you right? have the financial ability to get started? That's that's a big. I'm just going to say this a little bit more yeah, clearly. Sure. Do you have enough cash? Yeah. To invest in yourself and your business up front, or can you borrow? Yeah. Enough enough cash to do it. Do as you well? do you have the credit cards? Do you have the credit cards, or do you have somebody who's willing to back you, or can you get approved for a small business loan or for a lease? Yeah, you know, these are all things that uh, that you could do. Can you do all these things? Yeah, and so it's really interesting. Our customers come to us in to these questions kind of at different places. Yeah, you know, first someone will approach us about a direct -to garment printer and embroidery machine to find out how much it costs. You know, to determine whether or not they have the money to get started financially, mm -hmm. right? Uh, sometimes they'll have the money and just be trying to select the right product and identify a market. So they're trying to figure out, okay, I know I can do embroidery. I know I can do digital heat FX t-shirts. Mm -hmm. You know, do I, you know, can I get customers? How do I do that? And can I deliver a product to them? Yeah, and then part of this, um, I love that you added an additional note here. Do I have the money to sustain the business? Yeah. Before I can get to that break-even point, so what are, what else are you going to have to spend money on? Right, you're going to eat maybe gas just to drive around and sell. Yes. Or business cards, or you're going to uh, you need maybe you need a website for your business model. Yep. Um, you're going to need to buy some supplies. You're going to need to buy shirts to make. That's samples. a that's a big deal, and you know you have to think of all these things while you're in this existence stage. Yeah. Because what you don't want is you don't want to. Get equipment, identify a market, work on all your creatives, and get ready to make T-shirts, and then not be able to afford to do the business. Yeah. Right. I mean, you've got to be ready to do things like, um, you know, you you've got to have cash to pay your mortgage while you start up. Yeah. I mean, if it's a side hustle, it's a slightly different story, but it still has to be worth it. You know, uh, I've started businesses before, and it's only because I could go for six months without making any money. Yeah. 
you know, that's that's how you know you're going to be okay. And and if and yeah, and that's if it's not going to be a side hustle type of a thing. Right. You know, you need you're to be all prepared in. for that. Uh, and then part of this stage, I think, also is um, up to the point where maybe you make some decisions like, okay, um, I've got this money here I can use for marketing. I've yep. got this money here put aside. Um, whether it's a side hustle or full time, however it is, you know, you guys are smart enough to understand what that money needs to look like. Yeah. But it's also about then you choose your equipment and your niche. You've got all that done. Okay, well, I've got the customer I'm going to sell to, the method I'm going to deliver it to. Now I actually have to be able to deliver it. So yeah. that means training. Yeah. You have oh, to. Yeah. So part of this stage is actually going through the training and learning how to use your equipment. Yeah. Which means um, taking the time to have money put aside to get uh, to make mistakes and right. taking time to have money for whatever. Um, if you're going to need to hire people to do things for you, like maybe yeah. do artwork for you or help yeah. with production or whatever it is, you're going to have to make a lot of these decisions because you're still in the existence stage until you can completely get a customer, yeah, produce the, the product, whole transaction, deliver the product. Because what you don't want is like many of you have have done in the past is you order a piece of equipment because you have a huge order. Yeah. You know, it's like your first order. So you've demonstrated that you can get customers. But you've committed before you've you've demonstrated that you can deliver a product. Yeah, and if you can't deliver the product, you're still in that stage where you're trying to exist. You're not a real business yeah, yet. You're not a business yet because you can't deliver the product. Yeah. You've got the customer, you've got the you own the equipment, you can't produce anything yet. So you've got to work through all of this where you can go completely from getting a customer to delivering it. And this doesn't mean yet that you've made money. Yeah. Yeah. This doesn't mean you've made money yet, or right. you're breaking even, or you're profitable. This just means you're actually able it, to do. Yeah. Tasks. You're 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 in business. You yeah. you've got everything set up, and you're ready to go, and you know that you can do it. So now that you know your business can actually exist. Yeah. Right. And repeat it. That means you're able to get a customer, therefore, yep. or your customer even exists. Yeah. Right. Right. We talked. We joked about making noodling shirts. Oh yeah. Like. It, I mean, yeah, I guess that customer kind of exists. I know it does. I watch the videos. I still, I still wake up at night sometimes. But how many is is there a market for that? So you right. identify that customers exist. You identify you have the ability to produce the product that they want. Yep. Um, or the service, or both. Yeah. And then in the end, you have the ability to actually deliver that product. Once you completed those three things, now you exist as a business. This has nothing to do with paperwork. Right. Right. It's right. Do you should getting, do the paperwork yeah. though. The paperwork is, but. But functionally, it's not the paperwork. Functionally, is to be able to do all the tasks. Agreed. So now that you can officially know that you can exist, now we move to the next stage. Right, which is survival. And I think it's really good. Like, existence is a word. I wasn't, you know. Mm -hmm. Survival Harvard is... Harvard said it was the right word. It, they, they did, and they should yeah. know. Um, survival is a great term for it because uh, it's... It's the idea of do you have an ongoing concern? You know, so just because you can do business, mm -hmm. you can make shirts and you can find customers, doesn't mean that you're going to, that your business will survive. I mean, you've been to, I guarantee you've been to a restaurant and you, you go in and you like it and they're employing 20 people and there's a chef and they do advertising and things like that. And three months later, they're closed. Yeah. Right? Because they could, they could get customers in the door, they could deliver the product, and they had a short period of time where they could handle it financially, but they couldn't sustain that. Yeah, so that means they never moved out of stage one. Right. They only existed. 
Right. They, they had customers, they cooked them food, they put it in front of them. Um, and that's all that, and the people liked it. Let's assume that the product is what they wanted, right? Yeah. That's all they could do though. So the main point of survival is money. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's that, it's that break even point. Yeah. And if you're not familiar with break even, uh, that is when it doesn't cost you money to be in business. Yeah. That's really the way to think about it. All of your, all of your bills are paid. You're, you're basically at zero. And for some businesses, they don't get there for a long time. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know if, if it applies to, to this conversation, but Amazon was not profitable for a long time. They existed. They could, they could turn out a product and they could deliver it, um, but they weren't making any money. Yeah, and, and this existence to survival stage, um, it's not unhealthy necessarily for it to be a long time when right. it makes sense. So yeah. let's just say... Um, an, an example would be that um, you've maybe um, been saving money your life and you've got money aside and you say, okay, this for a year, you know, this is going to yes. last me a year. Or maybe you've got um, a, a, a rich uncle that's going to finance you. Okay. You know, in the big corporate world, it would be like a venture capital, yeah. you know, like, or investors, you know, where you have big investors saying, no, we're going to give you $300,000 to make this business. This existence stage can as last as long as it helpfully needs to last for. Yeah. Um, but you have to have a plan of when am I going to be able to get to that survival stage, meaning that every month, right? I mean, you, you spend a certain amount of money to get customers and produce the product. Yep. And in the end, you've made enough to make that zero. Right. Which kind of means uh, also, by the way, in this stage, you might be paying yourself Yes. A salary. I, I would think so. That. That, that's part of survival. So, it's your survival yeah, too. Yeah. So at this point in time, you're paying yourself a salary. Then you're truly survived. This business is truly in survival. Yeah, it's going. Because you're an employee. Yep. That you've got to pay your personal bills, which is different than the business. Yes. So um, the business can now survive at this stage. And you can actually survive... Um, you can stay here. Really long, long you, you can, time. You could stay here. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is also a place where maybe this is all you want. Mm -hmm. You know, not everybody wants to go through the rest of the stages and be a big business, or nor do they care about being particularly profitable. Yeah. What they really want to do is they want to work for themselves, maybe from home, and they just want to break even. Yeah, and and which is fine, um, but we put a good note, you know, on the bottom here is that. Um, it's vulnerable. Yeah. So so let's just make sure. So you're generating enough cash flow to break even, mm -hmm. and that includes repair and maintenance and replacement of your equipment. Mm -hmm. okay. Because one yeah. of the one of the first dangers is to a long time in survival mode is that you buy a piece of equipment, and that could be a graphics computer, it could be a heat press, it could be a, a screen printing press, mm -hmm. could be one of the cold SE pieces of equipment. Um, eventually, those things run out. Those, those things die out. They need regular maintenance. They may need parts. You may need to replace them. Yeah. So if you're in survival mode and you're bre you're at break even, and let's say it's time for you to get a new embroidery machine, well, where is that twelve thousand dollars going to come from? Yeah. You know that's that's the danger of staying in that survival mode. Is you're very vulnerable to equipment failure, you're vulnerable to, uh, more vulnerable to competition. Or, yeah, losing a big customer. Market conditions, mm -hmm. you know, that it's a very precarious kind yeah, of position. Yeah, you, uh, you could just get sick for a yeah. period of time. You could, you know, you could break your hand and now yep. you're, you know, you're, you can't 
operate properly for six weeks and you're, you're you could easily drop out of this survival stage and now yeah. you're back now you're you back in the exist. existence so yeah. so the the important thing here to remember is because a lot of you are here and even if you're happy here in the in the in the existence mode um, or in the first level of the survival mode even if you're happy here uh, you do just just be aware of this of this overall risk that you're taking. Yeah. Like you may be doing what you love every day, um, you know, but really you've kind of got like a, a job with another employer. You can get fired at any time. Mm, yeah, yeah. Right? There's sure. no inherent, there's no inherent security here. There's there's a lot of risk. So while you may be happy, you may not be safe. Yeah, and, and this is a stage where um, you may still, uh, you may be hiring employees at this stage. Like these are all yeah. things you could, you could do in this stage. You could be hiring people. You could be bringing on new vendors. You could be um, still investing in new equipment. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things you could be doing in this stage where you're surviving and every month you're kind of, you're paying yourself, you're paying your employees, but the business really doesn't have um, a big profit that it's creating. And right. We talked about that in, in, in podcasts. Yeah, yeah, but but like like uh, you said, the you know it's it's okay to stay in survival mode on purpose. So like Amazon did, they did not care about going to the next step until they were ready. Mm-hmm. So they planned this out, and then they went boom. Yeah. You know, so so if that's what you're doing, if you're purposely taking every cent and putting it into growth. And you're okay with the break-even. You know, you want to stay in that um, survival mode specifically because you have somewhere bigger to go. Then, okay, you're doing that on purpose. Yeah, yeah, and, and there's, and, but the goal really should always be to move um, to stage three. Stage three is um, the. So I qualified this okay. because the folks at Harvard just just termed this as success. Mm-hmm. And I added traditional success. Because, like I said before, a lot of you, like, you're, you don't want to go here. Okay. Like, you know, it's not necessarily your goal. So for those people that it is, which I think should be everyone, yeah. you know, um, it should be everyone because now you're, you're, once you're successful, you are significantly more secure as well. Yeah, you're economically healthy is yeah. kind of how they described it. Um, Meaning that uh, the business is able to churn a regular profit, at yeah. least kind of what would be considered like an, an average for a small business type of a profit, and the business has um, its own wealth that it's growing. Yeah, and for for uh, we'll talk about profit, but you should definitely listen to the our podcast uh, called Profit First. Mm-hmm. We did an interview with an author of this book, and and he had a great great take on what profit is. But you should know that profit is money left over in the bank after you're paid and all of your it, it's leftover money. Yeah, it's leftover after everything, everything is covered. So so if you if you are just covering your own salary, you are not profitable. If you're able to pay your bills, cover your own salary, and pay some of your expenses, you're not profitable. When you do everything that you need to do in the business with the money that comes in, and there's still Money left over in the bank after the end of the month, that's profitable. And that's when you know you've made it to um, stage three, 
which is the successful stage of your business. So you're yep. putting money in the bank, and this is the stage that you can truly stay in indefinitely. Yes. Because when you're profitable, then your business continues to, to grow kind of its wealth. And whenever there are pitfalls, which will happen in your business, yep. like we mentioned just a few earlier, then um, the business has room to breathe within yeah. that financially. So um, you have the ability to um, not earn some money right. because, the, because the business has profits to survive off of. Yeah, I, I actually love the stage because it is also where you can start... Um, you know, you can start handing off some of the things because in the first couple of stages that it, it's usually just you and maybe one or one or two other people, you know, if you're in this small custom apparel business that most of you are. Yeah, tip, it's typical that it's going to be one person or a partnership or a couple or something like that. Yeah, this, this is the point where you start being, once you're profitable, you can start looking at, oh, look, I, I can bring on a bookkeeper. Yeah. Or I can hire a salesperson or, you know, I can, uh, you know, maybe I can expand the office a little bit or add some more equipment. This is what makes it sustainable. Yeah. Is because now you can, you can hire somebody to be, and that, this is where, um, actually, I think I wrote it somewhere in here, but this is like the dream stage. Yeah. This is, it is like, for me. This is the dream stage because what, what's your dream in this business? You want it to be financially independent. Maybe that might be, yeah. that might be it. Um, you're achieving that. Maybe you just you love the art. We talked about in the art podcast, yeah. the graphic. Maybe you just love doing the art, and you wanted to be able to do it for a living freely and, and make apparel with yeah. the art on it. Or now you, you or could do that. Or you could love the marketing. Yeah, you could love the marketing. You could love just the production of it. You could love uh, whatever it is that you love. You can actually do this now yeah. because the business it's profitable. You can afford to figure out ways to hire people to do the things you don't. Yeah, do, I mean, it's outsource or full time. The, the most employee. the most fun for this this kind of a stage for me is that you get to uh, start thinking about what you want to do. Mm-hmm not what you have to do. Yeah. Once you're profitable, you're in that zone where you can go, oh, I really want to add bling to the business. I really want to start going to events. Not because I have to to make the business grow, because I want to yeah. to make the business grow. So that's where that's actually where it, this part breaks down into two different stages okay. where, it, where it goes. Um, you can, there's the disengagement stage. Yeah. This is your opportunity to say, I only want to do the dream. I only yeah. want to do the marketing. I only want to do the sales. I only want to run the embroidery machine. Everything else I'm paying somebody to do. And you can completely disengage from all the things you don't like. Yep. Or maybe your dream was just to own it. Yeah, yeah, you don't do anything. You don't want to do anything. That, yeah. And that's plenty of people's dreams is that you want to own the business. You just want to look at the paperwork, be a part of it, be a part of the uh, the dream of it and the vision Have of somebody it. send a check. And Yeah, but you just, you're the person that just, you show up every day, you look around, you make sure things are going good and you're free to do what you want. Maybe start another business or do another adventure. That sounds very, retire. that sounds very familiar to Cold Essie. Yeah. So um, the disengagement stage. The second stage, is, the second thing you could do is you could choose the growth stage. Yeah. Right. That's where you say, "I want to be bigger now." And yeah. You can and you can lev- You have money to leverage. Man, this is this is really uh, right out of the last podcast episode where you think like a big business. Yeah. If when you're starting, when you're in the existence phase, you know you've got that vision of what you want your company to be then this is where you get to actually implement all of that. Yeah. You know, you see, do you want to be bigger? Do you want to have multiple locations? 
Do you want to be in retail? Do you want to have a bigger online presence? What's your goal? That's, that's if you decide it's growth, then this is where that happens. I like that. And, and this is where you either have the money to do this yourself, because yeah. typically doing this is going to require more money, right? You're going to invest in more equipment, yep. buy a new location, whatever it might be. So it, you have two things. You either have the money because you've been profitable yep. and, you've been, and the saving it coming in, um, or you've got the leverage to be able to get more money now. So you can go to a bank or, or an investment firm. I, I've been something. in business for five years or seven years or whatever it is. Look at my track record. Here's, here's my profits. Yeah, profit and loss statement. Yeah. Here's business bank statements. I'm able to prove now that for the past five years, we've profited every year. Yep. You know, we've profited. We've paid our employees. We've paid our taxes. We've grown. We're showing that we are a successful yeah. business. And if you're going to a bank to get a loan or you're going to an investment firm yeah. or you've got a rich uncle that you can talk to, whatever it might be, or a rich aunt or maybe a rich grandma that just wants to okay. see you succeed, I don't All know right. what it might be. But you've got the ability to show on paper and leverage the power that you have of a successful business, yeah. which goes way, way more than... Um, than just being uh, being a brand new business. If you're yeah. a brand new business, maybe you can get maybe you got approved for fifty thousand dollars to purchase some equipment. Yeah, or a ten thousand dollar lease. Yeah, yeah. If you're a profitable business that's been in business for five years and you could show profits, that you bank, can get a yeah, half the, a million dollars. Yeah, the bank loan. wants to do business yeah, with you. Yeah, you can get it. You can get massive loans on this. Yeah. There are plenty of companies out there that have been able to finance growth out of being this little startup, and they got to that profit stage, and then boom, they're able to blow yeah. up. So, so we're going to. We're. Uh, it sounds like I'm. I'm the doomsdayer in this sure. in this episode. Um, you know, because we talked about the vulnerability if you're just in the existence stage, how that goes away a bit if you're in the survival stage. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in the success stage, what you have to be careful of, or what you have to look at is you've got to be ready to respond to competition. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that that is inherently attractive about growth is if you are in a market and you're selling a specific product or you're in a specific geographic area, if you are not improving and growing, um, and the market is, then you're going to get squeezed out by your competition. Yeah, yeah there's definitely a potential for that yeah. to eventually to happen. And we see that with businesses all the time. Yeah, I mean, it happens to cold Essie. You know, we'll bring in a product and we will popularize it, mm-hmm. make a lot of pe- people successful, and then a competitor will come in because they see, you know, what's happening. And if we weren't always growing and improving, you know, like a lot of people, uh, of people in our business, we'd be out of business. Yeah, so you've you've got to figure out where, um, and this stage I think is, this is a tricky one, it's not easy, it's great and it should be celebrated to be here. And if you want to um, stay in this stage, you've just got to balance that, the disengagement and the growth and, and make it comfortable. And, and this is really where you're um, consistently strategically planning what's happening next with your business. Because yeah. you want to stay here um, or go at a number higher. I'll, you never I'll, want to regress. I'll do. I'll. I'll. I'll use our example of okay. the owner of Coldesi, Scott Coleman. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Scott is a terrific manager, but he's not in the building managing people every day. He's not like doing functions within the business. He's not picking and packing stuff. Mm-hmm. He's not creating artwork or working on websites. You know what he does in this stage is he will go out and find things that inspire our growth. Mm-hmm. So if we have a new product coming out, 
it's because Scott went out and found it or made the arrangement. So, so we're in that success stage, and he's making sure that we're growing and moving forward, yeah. beating the competition at every yeah, turn. Yeah, exactly. And, and he has the balance that, that he wants for his dream yep. as the owner of this company um, between the disengagement and the growth. Yeah. Right? He's, he's, uh, his dream was not to be um, uh, preparing embroidery machines and building them by hand. Right. That's somebody else's dream. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, but his dream also is to make sure that the business continues to grow and maintain. And, to be and in be the business, yeah. To be in the business. So that you find that balance. You find the balance in your business. But I think that until you get here, you should always be strategically planning, how am I going to get myself to the success stage? Yep. Which means you're consistently profitable and you're able to reach the dream. Yeah. Which, like we said, is maybe your dream is to just do the art or just do the marketing um, or to continue to grow and have 100 employees. If you want to get there, you've got to get to this stage. My, my so. favorite stage. So, so talk to us a little bit about stage four, which I think is the last one that we're really going to get into, and that is the takeoff stage. Yeah, so um, if you have gone into, if you've really focused on the growth stage once you've gotten to success and you've focused on growth, then you're waiting to get to the takeoff stage. Right. So, so again, you're, the option here is you've got a profitable running business. Do you want to um, handle phone calls from the beach mm -hmm. until that business runs out? Or do you want to kick it into high gear and yeah. grow? If that's the case, then you tr you're shooting for the takeoff yeah, and stage. The takeoff stage is when you've got um, so, and this could also be compared to you know our business now too. That yes. the business runs in and of itself. It's profitable without um, you having to churn all the cranks and. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the business is profitable. It has very. Um, built-in core things that are working out great for you. You have your your the going from customer to delivery. Yep. You've got a whole system for that. You have a system for paying the bills. You've got a way for tracking everything. You've got everything is going on its own, and your primary focus is taking this business completely to a new level. Yes. So you are no longer thinking about. How do I make shirts? Should I do production here? How do we do the art? You're, and you're not making sure that everyone inside the business is doing their job you've either. Got, you're not you've managing. Got management. You're you're really you're really at this time where you are. You're the growth. You're the growth manager. Yeah. Right. That's what you're spending your time doing is trying to figure out the best and most profitable way to grow yeah, the business. So, so your your job strictly is um, is driving you know the rocket ship up. Yeah. Up into space. Yeah, you know? yeah. It, you're taking off, and that's all you're focused on. In order to get to this stage, you cannot do. You cannot get to this stage unless you are a master of delegation, uh, master of managing people, and having the right people below. Yeah. Further below. So in in back in the existing stage, as you're as you're thinking about what you want your business to be like, mm -hmm. you know, and where you're going, and like we referenced again in the Thinking Like a Big Business podcast. You know what you're looking is for that, you know that that super long term view. Like, what do I have to do to get to a million dollars? What do I have to do to get to three million dollars or ten million dollars, or just get into this perpetual growth mindset? Like, what what needs to happen? And it can't be um, I need to try to figure out how to do my financials. You know, it can't yeah. can't be well. First, I've got to make sure that my shipping guy knows what he's doing. 
you know, it, it's got to be at this stage that you are ready to let go of all the nuts and bolts mm. unless something catches fire. Yeah. And then and then you're ready to, to take the next step. Yeah, and that's what you'll find, you know, when you see particularly fast and growing big businesses is that the owner of the business um, is not typically... Um, you know, like I said, you know, just actually moving the parts around, or yeah. micromanaging their yeah. the staff. So you, in, in order to be in this stage, you have to have, whether it's uh, uh, multiple levels of management yeah. or, or a series of directors or however your business is going to run, but you have to have you know, um, somebody who's in charge of production and somebody who's in charge of sale, yep. somebody who's in charge of maybe customer you know, satisfaction. Maybe yep. some of these people wear multiple hats, depending on, on what it is. But you have to have people who are in charge of all these things. You also have to have a very well-experienced um, staff that knows what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, because when fires happen, they are fighting all the fires. Yeah. You know, really, you know, that's that's, that's true. where you want to be. That's is, true. Is that you're not fighting any fires unless it is you know, five alarm, right. You know, you're not getting involved unless it's five alarm. And that's what you'll see with like a, a really big company. The CEO of the company is not dealing with, um, you know, uh, the C the CEO of, of AT&T, for example, like yeah. wireless is not dealing with, you know, a customer whose phone isn't working. Yeah. Jeff Bezos yeah. from a Amazon but, isn't, isn't like helping you track your package. Yeah. Or figuring out why the delivery system is broken. There are nine right. people below him on levels of management that are figuring all that out, that unless seriously their entire system is broken yeah. down, um, you know, Bezos is not involved. Yeah. And that's where you're going to be if you want to be in this takeoff stage is that the business runs on its own and you are just 100% focused on getting more business, making more money, innovating, uh, finding something new to do, yep. and continuing on with that. Now, this is a, it's a good point that you make here. This is a place where you can grow huge or you can fail miserably. Yeah. So um, one of the positions I held in the past was I worked for Audiovisual Innovations. Mm -hmm. They're an AV company that is now, they've merged and they're worth a, basically a bajillion dollars. Uh, but early on in his career, the owner, Marty, he had tried to, he had gotten to this sta takeoff stage and he had tried to open up more than one location. Um, and this was before it, before he really hit a big, he tried to open up more than one location, and that failed miserably. So it closed very quickly. That was a potential, like, if he didn't have the financial wherewithal and the business skills right there, the, com the company could have folded because yeah. he invested so much in that expansion. And then if um, and then it didn't work out, he was still he was still okay. Yeah, this is and, like a risk at all stage. Yeah. You know, it can be a risk at all stage. Can be. Um, so you've... You determine, you know, what the level of risk you're taking is. But anytime if you're trying to go into takeoff, meaning, you know, like, listen, we sell, you know, uh, 10,000 shirts every single month. Yeah. I've got this whole production thing. I want to get to 100,000 a month. Yeah. You know, what do I got to do? You know, we're a new facility, new equipment, yeah. more management, um, a loan to get this done, you know, taking the profits from the company and investing in new things, you know, just banging all this stuff out. And if you're doing well on this stage, that's when... You go from making you know a million a year or ten million a year. Yeah, you know that's when you achieve that growth is during this takeoff stage. But there's risk involved in that because all these things you're doing um, are potentially are are eating away at that success stage if they don't succeed. Yeah, uh, and that's when you'll see a big business make some really big investments, make some really big moves, and next thing you know they're out of money. It didn't work, and they can no longer 
do stage one exist? Yeah. Can't even produce the product for the customer anymore. Uh, and you could go through a list of big names that have done that, mm -hmm. like like Kodak. Yeah. You know, uh, Polaroid. You know, I mean, a lot a lot of tech companies, especially, have swung for the fences in this stage and not paid attention to their survival yeah. part and not made and it. And then. Uh, uh, you know, Kodak is actually an example because that's still—they're still a real big company. They just—they don't make the cameras anymore. They're a—they're a, a big company. Yeah, but they're not like—they're not Kodak with yeah. it. You know, not yeah. anymore. Yeah, so they—they fell back stages probably. Yep. and came back up through stages. Yeah, IBM did it. IBM Apple did it. Apple did it. Uh, you know, there's plenty of these companies that have gone through the stages. Apple's a great example. If you've um, yeah. seen the—did you see the movie Jobs? No. It's it's. It's cool because you see that story happening. Okay. You know, where they go from, can we even make this computer? I, I did see Pirates of Silicon Valley. Though. Okay, that yeah. Was, that was yeah. great. It's, it's a similar story. So the stories are, can we make it? Now we can make it. Now we're profitable. Now let's shoot for the, you know, shoot for a takeoff. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> right. You know, back to, you know, can we even survive now? Yeah. And going through that. And then the smart business owner figures out a way to survive again, then figures yeah. out a way to to uh, be successful again yeah. and take off again. So, so all of this is really, is really interesting um, because what we're asking you guys to do is like think about your business as a whole and as an ongoing concern instead of just your business and your job and your income and what's happening next month. Mm -hmm. You know, it really is that I mean, you're not going to go into the takeoff stage unless you have a vision of, of growth. You know, you have a vision of what you want things to be. If you don't have that vision and you just try to, try to take off because you really like, you know, Pirates of Silicon Valley yeah. or, you know, I mean, it, then, then it's not going to work. Yeah, and there's, the thing is, is that these stages... You might have read a book or heard a story or seen a documentary where it seems like somebody skips all these stages, right? Yeah. And, but we've talked about this a lot in the podcast, or don't don't let the anomalous events define yeah. who you are. You could do that. And right. the chances of failing are huge. You know, you know, just yep. uh, uh, Colonel Sanders, you know, just in a no house, you know, living yeah. out of his car trying to sell his chicken recipe, and next thing you know, there's, you know... Uh, crappy chicken everywhere in the country. <laughs> um, now, uh, but it's, uh, I don't think that his dream was what KFC has become. I don't think that was his dream. I don't know. But he died, so his dream, you know, changed. Doesn't really matter. But, um, so with that, you know, I want you to consider, in my opinion, the yeah. way I try to live is that, you know, you live your life according to what, like, the major rules are. And if you see the opportunity, you know, to, to do something, yeah. or, you know, you go for it, of course. But for the most part, you go through these stages because the last stage you want to get to, um, which you can read really the uh, the intense Harvard terminology on this stuff yes. if you want to. But they refer to it as resource maturity. Um, and this is where, you know... Um, your business is really experienced. It operates just, it's a smooth running machine everywhere. You're not, it's not, it's already kind of reached this takeoff, past the takeoff stage. It's like, like AT&T or yeah. Verizon. Like, or, where are they going to take off to, you know, from where they are? Or, or e even on a smaller scale, you know, let, let's, it's relative to where you are and yeah, where you want to be. You know, so your version of being at resource maturity could be, 
um, a $2 million business. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a $200 million business, right? Yeah. And uh, it just means that, so um, you, like there's tons of strategic planning happening. You're, uh, you're constantly focused on efficiency. Yes. This is a time when you get here, yeah. This is when you can go ahead and figure out how to save a nickel on a Kona thread. Right. That's oh, that's good. Yeah, because it's going to make a difference. You're big enough. Yeah, you're big. You you're don't big have enough. any other real issues to worry about because yeah. it's like you've reached the potential of growth in your market that you feel might be the maximum you, you can get to or what you want to get to. Yeah. Um, you've got uh, efficiencies everywhere. You've got systems set up like crazy. And really all that's left at this point in stage is just making sure you continue to maintain the yeah. uh, maintain on, ma your high level. If you're number yeah. one in your industry and that was your goal was to be there, you just want to make sure you stay there. Yeah, and that's you get really what you, you really about. do. You now you're focused on things like, you know, am I you know, am I using the best supplies possible? Mm -hmm. um, am I getting the best rates on those things possible? Do I have the the absolutely the best people doing the things that they should be doing at all times. You know, this is where you you have the the chance to look at your staff and why big businesses are even they even replace CEOs periodically. Mm -hmm. You know, it's because they realize that this person isn't the right in the right chair. You know, so this is the time where you really look back and go um, supply chain. Your finances are. Do you need to renegotiate things with your bank? Should you be investing in the real estate that you use, and what does that look like? You know, is there a better way you can work with a financial guy to leverage your investment investments to better fund the business? Yeah, is is are all the you know the millions in taxes you're paying? Yeah, should you be doing that, properly, or you know? should you be in the Bahamas? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but you can read the article. Um, to really kind of dive into more do, of these stuff, more of this stuff. So do that. Even if you're like us and you really don't understand everything that's presented, I think, so being exposed to, I'm not going to say higher levels of thought, but more structured, more well thought out, educational things like this, uh, it, it changes your perspectives a, a little bit. Like you learn a little bit more each time. Like I remember, you know, these factors in the takeoff stage in this article that I read in Harvard Business Review. So when I read this article in the New York Times or the Washington Post or on CNBC about this company that I love, I understand what they're what they're trying to accomplish. And that's a great idea for my business too on a smaller scale. Yeah. You know, that's really kind of why that's why we do this stuff. Like we're constantly exposing ourselves to marketing and, and business ideas. Um, you know, that don't even apply to our business. Necessarily. Yeah. Everything ties together. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and you listening to this podcast is one of the steps to knowing that. You know, I yeah. listen to all types of podcasts. I read all books. And some of them have nothing to do with anything I'm, you know, I, I Yeah, I, I that's do, true. You know? But then all of a sudden you see how they tie together. Right. And and uh, and then that's when you have these, you know, these epiphany moments where you're like, wait, I, I know what I can do for my business. Yeah. So um, we took a, we took a couple of little summary points here that are factors um, that can help you succeed or fail in moving through these stages. Yep. And um, and besides anything and stages or any of this stuff, these are all just like simple rules. Yeah. Right? I, and I think these are good to not not take personally because uh, a lot of the things that we're going to talk about 
you know, there they could be emotional hot buttons. You know, a lot of people feel differently about their money. Yeah. They feel differently about the people around them. So, you know, these are these are objective things that you have to consider. And I like these business factors like financial resources. Yes. What's your cash and borrowing power? Yeah, and then as your business is growing, your cash and borrowing factor will will grow with it. That's yeah. just kind of it's just a part of the and, you know a part of how it works. And and be realistic. Don't take it personally. You know, we get people that get turned down for leases that don't understand. You know, you have terrible credit. You know, don't don't think that you do or they're you know like plan for it. Like yeah. realize that you you have terrible credit. I don't have what else can cash. you do? Yeah, I don't have a I don't have a lot of borrowing power. What do I have? Yes. Who do I have that I can work with? Yeah. That does have the cash or the borrowing power. Um, the other business factors are um, uh, personal resources. Personnel resources. Personnel resources. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's, you know, the people in the business. Yeah. The resources of the actual people. So the, the person that's running your embroidery equipment, that's running the t-shirt, your salespeople. You know, these are, these are your personnel. These are resources for the business that the yeah. business will use to move through the stages and, um, and, of growth. And this is at every stage. I mean, you know, we, um, we become really attached to all the people that work here at Coldessi. And, uh, you know, occasionally it doesn't work out. You know, and that's a painful experience, but you can't ignore it, even if it's your cousin or your sister or your spouse, if those, the quality and the level of the person that is helping you grow your business or start your business isn't there. Yeah. You've got, you've got to make a change. It's just like, if you don't have the money, you've got to find it. If you don't have the right people, you've got to change it or find them too. Yeah. And if somebody is not particularly good at, uh, printing t-shirts at the speed that it needs to be done, Yeah. then you've got to help them or get somebody else to do it yep. to get to that, to be a resource for the business. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck. It'll be stuck as fast as they can produce garments, and maybe that's not enough to get to the success stage. Agreed. And uh, system resources are also a big deal. You know, you've got to have the, um, the systems in place to make sure to fill an order to keep customers happy, yeah. and we've done tons of podcasts. Yeah, on and this. conceptual systems too. You know, this is how this is how we quote a customer. This is yeah. how we. You know, the systems are really important. We should get some of those for marketing. Yeah. What's that? Systems. Okay. Yeah, well, we should. We should. I keep trying. I'm, I'm going to circle that. I keep trying. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, business resources. Um, you talk about that. Yeah, sure. Um, so the business resources are. Um, it's. Uh, the fundamental things that business is able to do, and it's almost because of the above three. Yeah. So um, being able to handle good relations with customers, being able to re- leveraging the market share that you have, yeah. leveraging the working with the relationships you have with your suppliers, um, you working your distribution process. It's the entire all the resources the business has that you can use. So you can say, um, I've got a really good relationship with these customers. So yeah. how am I, go- now I'm trying to get to, um, a, I'm trying to get to the next stage. What can I do? Yeah. I can go to these really good customers and try to get referral business from yeah. them. That's using a resource of the business. One of the resources are your good customers. Yeah, good yeah you've really got to be aware of that. that yeah. That's a great point. Um, and maybe relationship with your supplier. So you um, are buying, um, uh, what are, I mean, it could be anything, I guess, with that. But as you're growing, you know, with, say, Coleman and Company and you're yeah. buying supplies from us, you're trying to figure out how to do something different or new. So what do you do? You call up 
um, the cold SE support department. You yeah. leverage that relationship and say, hey, I have an idea. I want to print on this. I want to embroider on this. Yeah. Not sure how to do it. You leverage that relationship you have with us so they can teach you how to do it or yeah. problem solve. Yep. Now you know how to do it and maybe you're the first person uh, in your area to actually produce this type yeah, of I like that thing, a lot, you know? yeah. Um, and then there's the factors for the owner. So this is you. This is another. This is another time to be uh, to try to be completely as objective as possible, right? Because um, you've got to take a look at yourself and make sure that you've got first of all that you've got some kind of a goal or dream in mind. Mm -hmm. You know, this can't be the default. Like I may as well make T-shirts because I know how. Yeah. Uh, I think this really um, came home for me when I was when we were looking for our marketing assistant. Uh, we've hired a, a great marketing assistant, uh, Hannah. You'll meet her on some videos coming up. Um, but as we're looking, you know, I, I talked to this. I did a phone interview with this one, uh, this one guy who had a great resume. Mm -hmm. And as I'm talking to him, it was just like clear that he would do it, but he really didn't want to. Yeah. Like he really like it's not what he wanted to do. Like he needed the money and he could do it. So that's why we're on the phone. But, you know, it's not what we want to do. Don't start a business like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean. Yeah, you got to have the goals and the dreams. You know, it's like you you are the. Um, you got to want you're it. You're the fuel behind this whole thing. Yeah. So um, the owner's ability to do the important jobs in running the business. So that means um, if you are the reason why, say, like Steve Jobs, you know, using him from Apple. Yeah. You know, um, he had the ability to. Um, Know, get somebody to push beyond what they thought they could do. Yeah. Make the computer smaller. Make yes. it smaller. We can't make it smaller. Yeah. He had the ability to motivate people to do that. He had the ability to go out and sell and talk and convince people to invest or buy stuff from him. Yep. So your ability to do all of the things that involve all of these stages is important. And maybe the first stage is knowing how to print DTG shirts really well. Yeah. Which means you've got to practice. Yeah. And you got to do it. And you can't get frustrated. Yeah. You've got to finish your training. Yeah. Please. You know, for, for Please. If you guys saw the stats on how many of you actually finished hey, your training. Hey, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to say it. If you own cold SE equipment, um, do not get trained on YouTube. Yeah, that, yeah, that's not that's, that's not, not where we, it is. That's not where we put. No, it. we we don't we don't put our training videos on YouTube. If you find something on how to do something on YouTube from Cold Essie, that's great, but that's not a training resource. Yeah, we have training, right? you know, for with our equipment, but it's all about you know you just understanding how to do all of this stuff, whether you're yeah. physically doing it or you understand the process of who is doing it, why they're doing it, who to hire, have the right people, and that moves into the your managerial ability. Mm -hmm. If you are not going to work by yourself, even if you have a partner and it's just two people, there's management involved. Mm -hmm. Like to do a podcast, you know, Mark Vila manages the podcast, right? He comes up with most of the topics. He does most of the notes. He makes sure that our contractors gets it published. Like that is a, that is a managerial mm -hmm. thing that you do, you know, and that's what, that's one of the things that makes this successful. So th for you, it's if you're working with your spouse or your kids mm -hmm. or your neighbor, whatever it is, you know, you've got to, you've got to study how to manage them so you'll get the most out of them. And I would say if, and this is a really hard thing to see, because everyone thinks that they're like a good manager. Oh yeah, you're not. You know, uh, everyone thinks that they are. It's just, it's just something about it. Everyone thinks they're a good parent. 
you raise your kids yes. the best. Yes. Right? Um, I've never said, I never met one person who's like, man, I am just a junk parent. No, I don't uh, even know how I've to seen some kids. comedians say yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, for really people say, you know, I know how to get my kids to eat food, you know, or I know how to get my kids to go to bed all the is, time. Is, is that way everyone, is that why everyone gives parenting advice? Yes. Yeah, Because uh, they're the best at it. No. So chances are you um, are a re- an average manager. Yes. And um, because that's probably the most that's average place. That's, that's average. actually um, what average yeah, means. Yeah, chances are that. Yeah. And uh, that's fine. Right. Um, but what you can do if you want to go through these stages, yeah. pick up some books on <laughs> management, yeah. watch some videos, uh, talk to other business owners, ask them. And I think some of the clues to, to really see if you need this are um, do, do your employees do what you say? Yes. You know, um, I heard a manager from another business friend, blah, 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 um, talking about, I asked this person to do something. They don't do it. I asked this. I just got I have all these people who are just deficient at their jobs. Yeah. And I keep telling this one person, he's so smart, I can't get him to do it. And I'm thinking to myself, you're a bad manager. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. what are the chances that you hired the smartest, crappiest people in the crew you could buy? Right. right? Um, probably not. You yeah. Probably you need some help in getting them, motivating them, management. I, I will. I will actually deliver a, a management tip. Okay. Okay, and that is, um, very few people don't need to be told what to do, mm-hmm. and almost no one that you need to tell what to do um, can you only say that once. So if you train someone to answer the phone for you in a specific way that you like, uh, and then two weeks later they're not doing that anymore, you have to tell them again, don't get frustrated. Mm-hmm. And if you just yell at them or if you ask them and, you, and they don't change, then you need to read one of the management books to help you get through that. Yeah, and right? this is good. These are, and these are all skills you build over time. You're not going to be good at them. Some people are naturally good at one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, we I'm have not. people that they buy... Um, a digital printer, and then uh, they create this artwork, and they just nail it. And you're like, we never hear, we never hear from them again. What experience do you have? None, really. None, really. Kind of like play with it, and but for some reason they can just nail it. Yeah. Um, and however, they might be a really poor manager, or you know, yeah. everyone's got their yeah. ups and downs. So, and the next, the last one for owner factors are um, your strategic ability. With, that's your ability to strategize growth, strategize the operation of your business, look at the business from up above and figure out how things are going to work. Looking beyond what's happening today. Yeah, and there's business strategy books. books. There and is. Videos and Tons. And stuff like that. So if you feel that, and another thing that you could do is um, you might look at all these things and be like, I nail all these things. Right. You know, um, what I would suggest is find a, a book or a movie or a documentary or anything like that on one or more of any of these topics we talked about and listen to it, read it, watch it. And as soon as you do that, you're going to realize there's eight things that you didn't do, you don't do right or that here, you can do better. Here would be my approach. Sure. If you feel like you do all four of these things perfectly, then you need to go make a friend who will tell you the truth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really so. what you need to do. Yeah. And, and we do that here, actually. You know, like uh, we'll, we'll talk to other business owners in different industries entirely, mm-hmm. just to kind of check, you know, say, hey, this is what we do for marketing. What do you do? You know, would you take a look? 
yeah. at these emails or this website and just let me know what you think and I'll return the favor. Yeah. You know, it's really productive. And uh, it's good to have a, a big list of things that you write down that you're not very good at or you yeah. wish you were better at. And uh, the you may it may take you years to check those things off that you finally get to where you are. But if you've got a, that strategic list of where you want to grow, what you yeah. want to improve in your business, and you could just say, oh, I want to have a piece of software that tracks orders from you know, from beginning to end every single time. Mm -hmm. But gosh, it's so expensive. I can't afford to buy, you know, this $20,000 a year software. Yeah. You keep it on the list. Yeah. Because you know that if you if your goal is to get to $2 million. You're going to need the productivity. Year, you're going to need that. And then one day you'll check that off. We've had plenty of things on our website and in our marketing that we've wanted to do forever. And then yeah. finally we do them. Yeah. You know, uh, we get to do it. So do that for yourself. Yeah, cool. Um, so we can wrap this up, I think. Yeah, I love this. This has been the um, five stages of small business growth, episode 110. Mm -hmm. I still can't believe that. It's a good number. And really, we, um, we used the Harvard Business Review to inspire this podcast just so you would think we're smarter than we are. <laughs> I think uh, I, I stum stumbled upon this article, and I thought... It was interesting, and it was uh, the inspiration. I said, if, if all of our customers and all the folks who are listening to this podcast who are starting small businesses kind of had an idea of what this was, then you can start to realize as you're kind of moving through your business, what's happening, where am I going, where yeah. am I, um, and then you have like an achievable goal to get to. You know, like yeah. you have a stage to get to, you know, okay, I'm just in existence. I want to get to survival. It's cool to have these little goals for your business. And when you, then you celebrate yourself when you kind of officially say to yourself, you know, I'm in a new stage now. Yeah, that's and it's cool. not like a switch you turn on. You kind yeah, of go yeah. over it. You, you wake realize, up one day. You realize yeah. you're there. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening once again. This has been Mark Stevenson from Coldessi. And Mark Vila from Coldessi. You guys have a great business. 